Good morning, everyone. If I haven't met you before, my name is Paul Chester and I'm the Assistant Lay Minister here. It's a great privilege to bring to you the message around our third week of Advent today. And we are focusing on a particular line from 1 Thessalonians today, the one who calls us is faithful. Let me pray for us as we examine God's word together. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the gift of your Holy Spirit because when we look into these things that are eternal, we need your help as finite beings to figure out what's going on and how they apply to our lives. So we invite you to come and make these things clear to us this morning. Amen. I don't know if you're familiar with Florence Chadwick, but in 1952, Florence stepped into the waters of the Pacific Ocean off Catalina Island, determined to swim the 26 miles to the shore of mainland California. She already had been the first woman to swim the English Channel, both directions, And the weather on this morning was particularly foggy and chilly. She could hardly see the boats that were accompanying her. Still, she swam for 15 hours. When she begged to be taken out of the water along the way, her mother, in a boat alongside, told her she was close and that she could make it. However, finally... Physically and emotionally exhausted, she stopped swimming and was pulled out of the water. But it wasn't until she got into the boat that she found out that she was just less than a mile from the shore. At a news conference the next day, she said, All I could see was the fog. I think if I could have seen the shore, I would have made it. Tim reminded us in the first service this morning that actually Florence did swim that sometime later and she did make it all the way to the shore. So she didn't give up. Now, I don't know about you, but I certainly have trouble at times keeping my eyes on the goal of the shore of eternity. And just get stuck in the routines of one week or one day at a time, one hour at a time sometimes. And it can be very difficult to have forethought, let alone thinking about the distance of eternity. We can get very self-condemning that we really haven't been very good the rest of the year or even this week, it's staying focused on living a life that could be called to account at any moment with the return of Jesus. It's easy, so easy to lose sight of the shore. This is why it's so good that Advent brings us round to refocus our vision and goals at the start of the church year. It shows us the shoreline at the beginning of the year. We realise 
how forgetfully we can live. So today we're going to focus on just two verses that can be of great help to us in the midst of recognising that we haven't done everything that we should do in preparation for the Lord's return. And these verses are going to remind us it doesn't all depend on us and our personal efforts of righteousness. Thank God for that. We're going to zoom in on these two verses from 1 Thessalonians. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do this. Now, the wording here is slightly different from what you would have noticed on our reading this morning. This comes from the uh, ESV translation. Now, just prior to the verses that we heard this morning, which started at verse 12, well, actually, sorry, prior to uh, these two verses, from verses 12 to 22, Paul gave the the Thessalonian church quite a dense list of exhortations, you would have noticed. You know, there are indications that the Thessalonian church was quite young and probably quite small and very likely to be the only church in Thessalonica. And so Paul may have been just outlying a number of the principles that were important in their foundations as a small church. Paul had already taught them about the second coming in the previous chapters in the letter. But as he does in a number of his letters, towards the end of the letters, he often gives more specific instructions to those churches, uh, looking into those churches' own situations. Now, it shouldn't amaze us that foundational principles remain relevant even for more mature believers. There are great things to be gained by wading through that list that was read out, that list of instructions and being reminded that their continued relevancy for us applies even when you become older in the faith. But you get to a list like that and you go, wow, I fall so short of some of the things on the list. What if the Lord should return and I'm found wanting in some of those items, in some of those areas? What if I haven't always abstained from evil? What if I haven't always held fast to what is good? What if I haven't Sorry, what if I've quenched the spirit, knowingly or unknowingly? What if I've been more grumpy in all situations than thankful? What if I've prayed very sporadically rather than unceasingly? What if I've rejoiced very occasionally rather than always? What if I've been guilty of repaying evil with evil? And the list goes on. 
And this is just from one letter to one church. But Paul gave many other instructions to other churches and he asked much of those people, imploring them to live to a high standard of holiness. In fact, it's a perfect standard of holiness. You could go back through that list and other lists and you could just cross off all the places where you've missed the mark and find there's nothing left. And then you go, and what if the Lord returns and I'm in bad shape? Based on my own efforts, I'm anything but perfect. I'm anything but holy. I would seem to be anything but pleasing to the Lord. My efforts should just separate me from God so that he wants nothing to do with me. But there is very good news. The first phrase of verse 23 here says, May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, wholly, completely. The word used here for entirely is only used in one place in the New Testament and it's here in this verse. And it's a combination of two words. One word means whole or entirely. The other word means end or goal. So the result is wholly attaining the end or reaching the intended goal. There is no part of the goal that is left unattained or unreached. The implication is that the goal is utterly completed. So how does this apply to us? This means that in relation to our holiness before God, he has counted us as reaching the goal, as being holy and perfect and complete in his sight. I had the image on the way here this morning of God tying us to the work of Jesus. And if he was tying down a trailer, you know what he'd say, don't you? That's not going anywhere. But how is it possible for God to do this? We just looked over the previous list that Paul wrote out and we fail and we often fail miserably. I hope you know, though, what the answer is. God can make us perfect if one who is perfect, Jesus, is formed in us. Then, when the performance review happens, God the Father can look and say, the only review I see here is a perfect review that looks just like that of Jesus, of my son. Our passage from uh, Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 10 just sums this up beautifully and it says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland 
and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. The imagery is so beautiful that God clothes us with garments of salvation. God is the one who covers me with the robe of righteousness. It's not something that I can do. It's put on me from outside. We often remind ourselves of what Jesus did in his death and resurrection for us. We talk a lot about that, and so we must. But Jesus lived a wholly complete and entirely holy life for us as well. Not just so that he could be the perfect sacrifice to die for us, but also so that he could be our sanctification. He could live out the holiness of God absolutely perfectly on our behalf because we never could. And so God can make us holy and complete if we are counted in his son. And this is how the second half of verse 23 can be played out. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We could talk for a while about what it means that Paul uses spirit, soul and body when in other places he only talks about the spirit and the body. But that's for another conversation. But the idea here is that it's our whole being. What we want to see is that the whole person will be kept. The whole person will be preserved by God as blameless until the Lord's coming. But again, remember someone else is doing the keeping and the preserving. It's not something that's on us. And it's not preserving like you preserve peaches in in sugar water or gherkins in vinegar. This is guarded. This is guarded from loss and injury to our holiness. God is keeping our standing before himself as blameless. Our holiness is preserved because it's, it's guaranteed in Jesus. You know, even the things done in the body and mind are covered in the holiness of God if we are in Christ by faith. So now, there doesn't have to be fear at the coming of Jesus. It doesn't depend on us. Now we just walk out who we are, who God has made us to be, who he says we are. Earlier in Thessalonians, in chapter 2, in verse 12, it says, We exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and his glory. There is a proper response of thankfulness to God, one of not wanting to take his grace and his mercy for granted, one of desiring to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord because he has been so good to us. But we do sin. And as we are reminded in other parts of, um, of our service, 
then we have an advocate with the Father. And it is Jesus Christ the righteous. So now hear the gloriously reassuring words of verse 24. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do this. The call here is what we have heard in chapter 2 and verse 12. God's call is into his kingdom and to his glory. His call is one in which by faith in the Lord Jesus, we are saved, we are made holy, we are sanctified, and we are kept. If God had the power to save you and I, and to turn our rebel hearts towards him by creating in us a new heart and a new spirit, which actually is the most miraculous of miracles, then he can do anything. The one who called you isn't about to now let you slide and see his work uncompleted or undone. He is faithful and he will keep you until the return of the Lord Jesus or until you cross over to see him. He will do this. So my encouragement, my desire to put courage into you is twofold. Firstly, know that as an adopted child of God, if you have placed your faith wholeheartedly into Jesus Christ and his life and death and resurrection and ascension for you, then you can come boldly to the throne of grace, as it says in Hebrews. You can know that there is nothing, there is nothing lacking in your standing before God. Jesus has provided and clothed you in a righteousness that means the Father can delight in you like he delights in his Son. There is no need for fear then about his return because he's promised he will keep you. He will hold you fast to that day. But there's a second thing. Don't stop endeavouring to walk in a manner worthy of the one who called you into his kingdom and glory. Now know that your walk doesn't earn the least bit of holiness before God. That has been completely done in Christ. Completely done. But there is a resultant and fitting thankfulness and fruit and good works to be lived out to demonstrate how good God has been to us. And that's fitting and right. Advent and Christmas are opportunity, opportunities for us to demonstrate God's love and kindness through our dealings with others. I want to leave you with a song to meditate on this morning and say to you that if, if you've been struggling today, this month, this year, with feelings of inadequacy or pain or fear, or self-condemnation before God, let these words wash over you, that it's not about you, 
but Christ is the one that holds you fast.